Joshua, my friend, welcome. It's good to be with you here today. It's been been quite a while, but we won't um, go into the boring details like we did on the podcast that we just scanned. So guys, uh, Joshua <laughs> just saved you guys all the boring ramble about why we can't get our act together for scheduling. How's it going, man? It's, it's going really, really well, man. I'm feeling stoked. I'm glad we're back together uh, on the mic, having some fun. And uh, yeah, it's been long overdue. Yeah, we, we were just rambling on for like 10 minutes. And I was like, dude, we got to shut this shit down. That's super boring. So yeah, we spared you a little bit of time. It might be because like today we had such a great conversation in the car. So I hope we got some 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 pills of wisdom or some nuggets of gold left in us after, after Something that Something left chat. in the tank, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. If all, we've, if all we're down to is the complete debt, the scheduling edition, we're screwed. <laughs> no, but it's been, look, I mean, it's always a process. And yeah, guys, who's ever listening, we're not going to get into details. Sorry that we haven't been consistent. We want to be consistent. There are obviously reasons for that, but... Uh, I think the podcast is something that is is good for you and me. I mean, I like to chat with you. Yeah. Our conversations are pretty much like what we talk about on the podcast, which is why I'm often thinking, let's just get a microphone in the car and let's, let me just phone him and record while I'm driving because that's the time when we can get it together. But anyways, let's not go down that rabbit hole of scheduling again for the second time. Um, yeah, we've both been doing a bit of work. We've been, been focusing actually quite funnily. I mean, you and me have talked for years now a lot about philosophy and we've read a lot of books and we've we've talked about you know mental fitness and mindsets and vision and we've talked about emotions and trauma but we've kind of gone back to basics haven't we we've both it's funny how we dovetail like that we've both basically gone back to the foundation of this all which is the physical fitness and health side which is interesting yeah, it's very exciting. I am sleeping a lot and trying to work out. I know that's that's deep and profound, but that's really where I'm at. Like, I'm still having a lot of fun. I've taken some time off school, which is cool. I have a chance to breathe. Um, but yeah, and, it, and it's been a fun kind of challenge of how do I pe- put all the pieces together and hit all the things that I want to get done in a day. Um, but, you know, we've talked about this before, but like the first thing that I sacrifice is sleep and that's mm-hmm. not healthy. Like sometimes you got to do it every now and then. But I'm talking consistently, I was doing that. And it was, you know, it was really having a serious impact on my health. And like, that was helpful to me to actually see that. Because I I feel like sleep is one of those things where like, we all know, but it's one of the first things we can when we get busy. So yeah, it's been cool. It's, It's been literally like playing, just enjoying time with the kids, sleeping, trying to move hit some fitness goals you know i've been working through a bit of a back issue so it's like okay i'm done doing that so how are we gonna work through this and yeah i'm gonna gonna get back in jujitsu because i missed it and now the pandemic is hopefully enough in our rearview mirror that we feel comfortable the kids started this week and uh yeah just back to basics keeping it simple it's it's something that i've been really reflecting on a lot lately and we, we didn't talk about this earlier is just moving back to simplicity man like Whenever things I find go wrong or whenever like I get stuck and I'm spinning my wheels, one of the first things I ask myself is like, where am I making this more complicated than it needs to be? You know, I was following, I can't remember who was a biohacker on, on Instagram. And I just find that stuff fascinating, but he did this big rant about like, I'm sick and tired of people doing the things that I say that I'm doing. And they're saying like, oh, it doesn't work for you. It's like, because I am in peak optimal fitness and health. And now I'm fine tuning. Like if you're still worried about losing weight and if you're still sore and you're still tight, you don't, don't try to fine tune this shit, eat less, move more, (laughs) 
you know, and that's, <laughs> and I get into that. Like we overcomplicate stuff. So yeah, I'm just, just trying to keep it literally as simple as possible mm-hmm. and trying to just enjoy it, enjoy the process mm-hmm. rather than always be massively fussed about why, what do we got to do? What's next? What goal? Do I, like, <laughs> yes, goals, but in furtherance of just living. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just, I just did a post about kind of a similar thing yesterday about goals and cutting out shit. You know, I think that's the other side of thing, right? We want to, we want to do all these fine tunes and biohacks and adding this supplement and that thing and that workout regime, but we waste so much time on pointless shit as well. You know, you also got to clear out the space so you can actually have the mind space and actually the time to actually do these things and get, fall in love with the process. I don't think anybody loves the process when they've got a million things on their mind or a million things on their schedule that they don't need or when they're wasting their energy in all these various places. And then they're trying to, like you say, with the biohacking or supplements and stuff, they're trying to kind of like take shortcuts. They look at these guys and they go, oh, I want that. And they don't understand that underneath that lies like hours and hours and days and perhaps even years of work. And then these people are fine tuning, like you said, they're just fine tuning, yeah. which which I feel I'm not at the point, obviously, fine tuning, but I can I understand. I actually kind of get that now because my fitness is heading in a direction where you start to understand that it's 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 slow gains, right? And it's a little, it's it's smaller things that make a difference. But I first had to really commit to a quite a rigorous workout routine and and stick to that, you know. And I think that 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 going back to basics of exactly what you mean is like just understanding that we just need to do the work. I mean, consistently day by day. I think the complexity for a lot of people is like a safety blanket, right? It's a byproduct of lazy and it Mm -hmm. it enables us to have excuses. It's like, Oh, I can't do that thing because it's too hard or I tried and I failed. It's like, like maybe this is an unfair statement, but like nobody fails at eating less, eating better, moving more. Like, whether you see the gains you think, or whether you have unrealistic expectations, that's a whole different story. But like, if you want to try some funky biohack or some new supplement that's supposed to help you burn fat overnight while you sleep, like that's going to fail for most people because you're just not there. But yeah, that keeping it simple and it's, it's an excuse, right? It's how many people have hidden behind the, the comfort of distraction, mm-hmm. the comfort of, I have too much on the go. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly trying to juggle 12,000 balls. So in the air, so I can't do any of them. Well, like, I don't know. Like, I think that's an undisciplined mind. I think that's an undisciplined way of living life. And I think really at its core, it's a safety blanket for people. It's like, what happens if I love this? It's something that I, we use in coaching and we talk to the guys in the group all the time. It's like, what happens if your excuses were gone? What happens if those excuses weren't there anymore? But for a lot of people, that's scary as shit. You know, and like I've struggled with that. Like I know, eat more vegetables, eat clean meats, move more. I'll lose weight. But I still need the gear, still want the supplements, still like it's like there's that draw. It's weird, man. It's a, but I think it's an excuse. And if you can see it as an excuse, start to see it for what it is, is like overcomplicating something that is pretty simple. Mm. But it's kind of like guys disqualify themselves, right? I think that they look at other guys and think, oh, that's a special person. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's just for them. It's like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like you were saying in the car today, it's like, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if, and I'm realizing mm-hmm. that that's bullshit. It's like you're disqualifying yourself and you're looking at someone else and going, well, if I was well built or if I had that money or if I had that wife or if, if I had three kids or if I had no kids and it's like, well, at the end of the day, these are things that are just 
you're making them excuses for you not doing it because you're seeing them as some sort of special talent. And I mean, we've heard enough guys speak about this already of, you know, it's not that I'm anything special. It's just that I'll outwork all of you. I think even yep. guys like The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is like, the only difference is I'll just outwork all of you. And I think that that's why it's scary because it actually doesn't take that lucky break or that yeah. talent or that. It's like, I am just going to have to work hard. And I think I think people are afraid to do the work. And I think what also happens is that people want these results that seem almost if they're actually honest with themselves, they don't believe they're going to get them. They seem out of reach to them. Instead of like what I've said to you today as well, was I said, the vision is a long-term vision. So we set our vision in five, 10 years, what we want to look like, how our relationship wants to be, how we want to be with our kids, what kind of house we want to live in. But you've got to break that up into day chunks. At least I'm just saying a day or week yeah, yeah. or whatever, because when it's the day and you now. Own, when you can win the day and you make, okay, that's my long-term goal. But here's my goal for today. My goal for today is to get in the gym at half past eight, is to do this amount of running, this amount of cycling, to do pull-ups, push-ups, and an arm workout, get in the sauna and shower, and then I want today. Tick. Everyone can win a goal today. Everyone can achieve that goal. Yeah. And so what I've started to do, I started to be cool with my book that I just, I mean, can you believe it? I finally finished the manuscript of my book. Why? Because I let go of that goal of like publish and make money with this thing and the book, and you know, which is a great goal to have. But I let go of that and just went every night, half an hour. I mean, every night, half an hour. It seems ridiculous. But now I've done, now I've got to the point where today I just read through the last line and I was just like, holy shit, that's done. And with the gym and yeah. my fitness at the moment, it's it's at one of the peaks of my life because being, and, and look, we I have those photos and you and I were also chatting and sharing photos of the guys or the physique that we wanted, want to look like. Because I think, yeah. it's good. let's be honest, guys, don't, don't like you know, what do you want to say? Like shit on, on, on actually having aesthetics. Cause I was speaking to one of the guys in the group and I said, that's just the way it is. Like we want to look good for a woman. We want to oh, look good. Look for good too, yeah. So that's a great thing to have, but you got to fall in love with going to the gym, with going for a swim, like I will tomorrow for with getting hobbies, like mountain biking, finding things that are just naturally happening to you. Cause then at the end of the day, you, you one day, not that you just wake up, but you, you look in the mirror and you're like, holy shit, that really just happened. And along the way, you're obviously going to see it. But if you focus on, that's what I want to look like. This is how shit I look like now. That seems like a freaking yeah. huge, like Everest to climb. Whereas if it's just day after day and loving the process, which which becomes boring, which seems boring, right? Because I schedule every day from six o'clock in the morning till when I'm, I go to bed at at ten thirty at night. You know, when I when I switch yeah. off the lights, and that's what helps me to go. Okay, these are all in place. I'm committing to them. And that was the other thing we talked about. Like, just I've been so inconsistent with like, I want to do this. And I do it for a while because it's all fancy and it's shiny and the bells and whistles. And then it starts getting boring. I'm like, oh, now I'm feeling tired tonight. And, oh, you know, I, I've got an excuse because I had a long day at work. And I just got rid of those excuses, man. I was like, yeah. I'm not making that. I, got, I came back from my mate's house the other night, dude, on the weekend at quarter to 11. And I hadn't done my half an hour writing. Guess what I did? I sat down, even though my wife Drunk was, I was like, honey, All right. <laughs> and I said, it's on. And I wrote, and I wrote my yeah. book. That's the difference. No, it's, it's true. You know, like, you know how, when we were talking about stoicism, which we haven't talked about in a long time, but mm -hmm. we talk about how like a lot of people try to control things they can't control and ignore the things that they can. I think it's the same with complexity, right? Is that the things that really are simple, we have this habit of overcomplicating, but also inversely things that are actually quite a bit complicated 
mm. a lot more complicated than a lot of people think. We try to have these like simple solutions for it. It's like Short most guns. people who pontificate about politics and all this sort of shit that's out there in the ether, whether it's pandemics or gender or all these things that are out there. I think everyone's like, here's the simple answer. I'm like, nah, that's that's a tricky fucking situation, man, that we got to work through. But yet, yet, well, I got to work out. Well, then I got to hire seven trainers and I have to have $12,000 worth of gear and I need new outfit. And and, and it's like, dude, just lift some heavy shit and move. And then actually take that extra time and think deeply about the things like ourselves and Mm. the stuff around us. That's actually more complicated than we'd like to give it credit. It's, I think like a lot of things we have it backwards. Um, but I'm, I, I think, I think you're spot on. It's consistency. You know, when you were saying like, it seems boring. One of my favorite sayings is like, yeah, it is until it isn't. Yeah, exactly. It's boring. I remember when I did 75 hard, the first few days, once you get past the whole, like I'm doing this, then it was kind of like, oh, this is routine. This is kind of boring. And then all of a sudden you get to that point where you're like, oh, yeah. Damn. I'm starting to see something. I'm starting to feel something. I got some energy. I'm getting so yeah, it's boring until it isn't that that compounding, that all the all the kind of cliched shit that we all hear about and read books about. It's true, man. Consistency, consistency, consistency over time. Like whether we're talking our fitness, whether we're talking our mental health, Mm. when we're talking our relationships with our spouse, like that's just consistency, right? Like, what is trust? Trust is like small good things repeated over a long period of time. Like everything just takes yeah. some time. And, and I think you're right. I mean, when we're, when we're unhappy, when we're out of equilibrium, it's usually when our expectations and our reality are so out of line. So you're right. If you've got this incredible vision, and this is why, like when, you know, we encourage people to come and actually do the work on vision, not just listen to the podcast. Week, and go, oh, I can do that <laughs> because there's more to it, right? Like, yeah, there's the vision, but if you just hang it out there on its own with nothing else, actually visions are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you have this image of your family and your financial situation, your relationships and your physique and all these things, and then you just stop, well, that's a recipe for misery because all you're going to be doing is measuring how far you are from that reality. And that's why you have to backfill it like you talked about with, okay, so take that thing, allow it to serve you, and now set it aside and get the, get the program, get the goals, reverse engineer it with the habits, the day-to-day. Get your buddies on the same app as you are. Get your buddies kicking your ass. Move in the same direction. Like it's so complicated or it, it, it's so complex and so much more than just I have this beautiful vision of where I want to go. Like, you know, I've talked a lot about and it was kind of cool, right? So my wife and I, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary last year which or last week, which is so cool. Like that's just a really neat thing. And then it warmed my heart when my wife and I actually, she was away for our anniversary, which was kind of a bummer. But when I picked her up from the train station, you know, she said to me, um, how unbelievably cool is this that we get to celebrate our 10 year anniversary and we are at the highest point of our marriage. Like every day we're making progress, but like, I have this unbelievable vision of my wife and I being 95 years old and sitting on a park bench and watching our grandkids you know, hang out and, and all these sorts of things. But if it stopped there, that would just be daydreaming. Our relationship is not there because of the vision. It's because of the work that we do. It's the communication. It's the openness. It's the transparency. It's the willingness to be like, hey, you're in a mood. What am I doing? Or you're in a shitty mood or I'm in a shitty mood or let's like, there's so much more to it. You have to backfill it in. 
And that's exactly what you're talking about is you had this cool vision of your book, but you had this cool vision of your book for a while and you were just kind of like chipping away at it. But when you backfilled it with, okay, goals, habits, buddies to hold you accountable, bang, 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 Mm -hmm. and you knocked that shit out. And that's incredible. And that's, that's all this is. It's just that process over and over and over again, consistently. Cause at the end of the day, you're right. Like what's more simple than just write 30 minutes. Mm. I love it. I like, but but it's kind of interesting because what I've read lately is the, the war of art by Stephen Pressfield and actually mm. been meaning to read it for a while. And it's just this, this aspect of resistance is quite interesting to me. And it's been very helpful because when you almost have this, like not, it's not tangible, but it's this concept that in your mind, then when it comes, you recognize it. Mm-hmm. And then it's a battle. You know what I mean? It's like, am I going to be beaten by the resistance or I'm gonna, am I going to beat the resistance? And so it's like, okay, well, here's the resistance telling me to go to sleep. The resistance making excuses, rationalizing. Isn't that the biggest form of resistance ever? Ach, you know, it's fine. You can do this. Ach, you can eat that thing. Oh, you can miss this day. The next thing you've missed like a whole month or you've done, you know, eaten everything that you decided you wouldn't, you know? And so for me, it's that every time of going, okay, there's a little voice of resistance trying to get me to go against what I promise. And then there's that part, which is the promise, which is what kind of man am I? Am I the man that makes promises to myself and just lies to myself all the time? We've heard it before. We deal with it in the group. It's one thing I've had to deal with where I'm making promises to myself. I put those habits down in the track. I say, this is what I'm committed to, guys. I know this is good for me. And how insane that when it comes to doing it sometimes, I'm lying to myself. I'm out of integrity with myself. I'm basically becoming a person that I know I'm defining myself. And that's the whole thing with atomic habits. And we talked about it again is, is the power of the identity. I'm the type of person that, like you said it today. And when I, when we were talking, you said, what kind of, what kind of man am I? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back though. Like I hear that, but I want to go back to this idea of like, cause like, it's not a small feat. You wrote a freaking book. That's a big deal. Hmm. is so what changed then like i know you is it that you because you probably had this goal before you've probably set targets for yourself what was different this time Hmm. was it your headspace and or was it actually that you you did little tiny chunks because maybe if you (laughs) if you had been like okay every saturday i'm gonna write for an hour and a half or like was it so what was it do you think different this time that you crushed it because like you know Hmm. 30 minutes of writing every day that's not in, in its own, every day is not a big deal. Mm-mm. Well, that's very interesting that you should say that because that's true, right? 30 minutes a day is not so, is not so hard to do, but it is <laughs> to do it every day. Um, but that's sure. a great question because as you were speaking, I started to think, and there were actually a lot of aspects that came together that made that happen. So number one, I've been telling these students, the students that I have this year, I've had them in grade three and grade five, and now I've got them again in MYP3. So they've seen me talking about this book and, and a couple of them are asking me like, Mr. King, well, when's that book finished? <laughs> so I basically had these kids and, you know, I've, I've been committed to really motivating the kids at school. And I'm trying to show them that you've got to commit and you've got to be consistent and you've got to focus and you've got to, you know, call those great things from yourself. And so for me, one of the things was, well, I'm not going to tell them that and then not show them. So I said to the beginning of the year, I said, you know, the book that I said, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish that in the next couple of weeks. So I told them and they keep asking me like every day. And I said to them today, I said, I think it's going to be done tomorrow or this week. Because obviously with half an hour, I can't predict. And I do a bit of research and stuff. 
But then there was the other thing of the accountability to the group, right? I said to the group, I said, guys, we need to start sticking to what we're going to say. And so for the book, it was also like, well, I'm going to stick to that. And, and whether I'm, whether anybody's really watching that, I wish people would watch it and go like, Tom, are you really going to stick to that? But I like to make up these little games and Michael Jordan used to do that. I don't want to compare myself to Michael Jordan, but he used to make up ideas to actually get things done. He would like make up a story that some opposing player had like <laughs> told him that he wasn't going to be good enough that night. And then he'd go out and destroy this guy. And then the guy would say, did you really say that to you? And he was like, no. <laughs> so I, you know, I almost just make up in mind, like if I do it, I'm letting someone down. Then the next is just what I spoke about before was like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. I really just don't yeah. want to be this inconsistent person that keeps talking about what they're going to do and doesn't get it done. And I don't want to be this person that keeps telling myself, you know, because for my wife, she's been watching this for years. My kids have been watching this for years. My students have been watching this for years. And it does impact people because it does lead. We are examples and we should lead by example. And then another one is actually working out, which sounds kind of stupid, but working out in the morning and just having everything built around this workout that I have and then leading on from the day, just the clarity, the energy, the better sleep, which now I'm into this week as well. It also has an impact on how I show up the rest of the day and what structure I get. I know it sounds weird, but ever since I've been doing that for the last three weeks, I've just found that the day is just so much more productive and I'm just on go. It's almost like that adrenaline dump in the morning just flows to the evening. And I'm trying to think like, as I'm saying, what else would it be? Um, but, but I think mainly it is leading the group in and watching other guys not making decisions. It's interesting mm -hmm. watching other men not keeping to what they're doing and wanting to be an example and also realizing that I'm never going to be the man that I want to be. It doesn't have to be a book. It needs to be the things that I decide to do because for me, it's one life, you know? And like we said, what's the alternative? I'm going to keep yeah. on being wishy-washy, a wishy-washy, half-assed guy that kind of does things. Well, rather don't do it. Rather don't even work on the book. Rather do something well, else. <laughs> and that's and and we're not talking about the people in, in our in the group because they're crushing it. They're making major gains. But it's like we talked about this, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way with someone else, but this is my thing is like that's so average. Yeah, that's exactly. so common. Like when you see someone walk down the street, whether it's fitness, physical, or whether it's just someone that has that confidence that they that they bring, you know, shoulders back, they're they're entering a room or bringing some energy to that that situation. That you know, we talked about like once upon a time, I used to be intimidated by that. I'd see these guys with their shit together, and it was like, oh man, mm. I didn't believe in myself that I could have that. So that I found that intimidating. Now I want to go introduce myself and be like, yo, we're on the same path. Like I want to meet you. Let's let's have a chat. But like, you know, when you see someone like that, they stand out. Why? Because it's so uncommon. It's so cliche for people to not follow through. It's so cliche for people to be average. And I don't mean like you always have to be the best at everything. But the people who have their shit together, who really have their shit together on multiple fronts, it's so rare. That that is so appealing to me to want to rise above and, and actually be able to show up in multiple facets of my life. I don't know. I just think exactly like we said is like, what's the alternative? Like, yeah, miserable, grinding it out, wishing, regretting, 
Like, I don't know. I could get to a point where I can get shredded and I got my six pack and I'm feeling really dope. And I'm like, dude, the amount of work that's going to take to keep that maybe not worth it might not be right with everything else we got going on. But like, and I was this guy, I was like, I'm not going to try for that because it's too much yeah. work. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know how much work it is? Maybe it is. But doesn't the work become different? And this was another thing that I wanted to jump in and, and hit earlier was, what is the difference between work and play? What is the difference between work and fun? And I actually asked the students today, like, what's the difference between work and play? Well, that I'm having fun when I'm playing. And so what you got to do, the secret is to make your work fun. And that doesn't mean fun in the yeah. shallow, oh, I'm having fun. But it means to be like, man, I'm really enjoying this workout. And I think that that's what starts to happen. I think the work is going to be huge for you and it's going to be huge for me. But if I'm enjoying the work, then yeah. it's a totally different different concept of like, once you reach certain points and you can start seeing it, you can start seeing like the light, not at the end of the tunnel, but you start to see like, oh, well, this is starting to take shape. And Because it's amazing with the physical body. It's like, it's one of those so measurable things, right? It's like you go to the gym and you can't pick up you can pick up at 8K on your, on your dumbbell curls and then you can do 10 and then you got 12. And then the next thing you're doing, I mean, pull-ups is amazing. You start and it's like fucking two and then the next thing you're doing 10 or you're doing three sets yeah. of 10 or you, the dips the other day, I was doing full body dips, like only five of them. I was like struggling. Now, I, now I'm clapping like 10, three sets of 10 and it's no problem. And that's what I like about it is that you start seeing that. And then you start, because when I watch those videos of calisthenics or whatever it's called and some of these feats, you just go, this is not human. This is, this is impossible. This is like crazy. But the more you start to work out and the closer you get, not that I'm even close to those guys, but you start to understand, oh, hang on, hang on. This is actually possible if I put in enough work. And I think that what I wanted to say to that was like, why not do it? If you can do it, why not do it? And I agree. We've talked about it before. Don't let it be at the expense of time with your kids and stuff. Sure. But what, but what is the quality of time with your kids when you're overweight tired, wiped out, depressed, then you're nothing. Then you're worth, yeah. you're, you're worth less than the guy that actually spends a little bit more time. And this is something I've always grappled with, but getting into that habit at the moment, and I'm lucky because some of my timetable and everything has come together, but you make it happen and you make it happen in the way that it doesn't interfere with that much. But I mean, how much does it really take? If you think about it, if well, you would be consistent. But that's again overcomplicating things. People are like, oh, I got to do this and this. No, yeah. ah, fuck, just go. And like, look, I live rurally, right? So, although there's a gym, so my 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 excuse, but my, what I was going to say is kind of bullshit. If people know where I'm at, there is a gym a couple minutes away, but like, <laughs> uh, it's new though. So I was like, okay, so I'm living kind of rurally. I don't have, you know, it's it's inconvenient to drive 30 minutes or 20 minutes to a gym. Okay, fine, bring the gym here, get some yeah. gear. I actually, in my office, it's funny, like I've got a nice office here and I got a couch and everything. I was actually talking to my wife today. I'm like, I got to get this couch out of here. I need more stuff. <laughs> and I don't mean like gear. I just need, I need some weights. I got to bring this stuff home. I got to get it done. And, but it just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with this whole idea of like, why we overcomplicate things, why we shoot ourselves in the feet at the very beginning, before we even get going. I'm not, I'm not sure I get why we do that as humans. Um, but this is cause it's, it's plagued me. I'll be honest. Right. Like it's something like I've done that. Um, but again, it goes back to like, you have to know why the hell you're doing it. It has to mean something. Cause I think the difference between work and play, 
is just one of perspective, right? Like you put two piles of wood and you give two different guys an ax and you go chop that wood. One guy's going to be miserable, complaining about his back. I hate this. Another guy is just going to be like, I love it. I love chopping wood. My buddy, it's so funny. I got a friend of mine. He's, he's like lean. He's not in like incredible shape. He's in you know, pretty good shape. He's, he's more of like a, a finance guy than a fitness guy, but that dude will chop wood forever. I don't understand, but it's one of perspective. And that's, you know, life is all perspective. Really. I was listening to a really cool podcast the other day and the guy, the guest was, was saying like, you know, you sound really happy. He's like, happy is a scary thing. He's like, well, tell me like, so why, why? He's like, honestly, what I do is I do what I want, when I want, how I want with who I want. That's happiness for him is doing what I want, when I want, how I want with whom I want it. And that can be applied to everything. Like you can have a job, quote unquote, but if you have some say in how you do it and where you do it and how you do it and with whom you do it, it's not a big deal. If you want to work out, work out on your own schedule. Don't tell yourself you should find a reason why, why you're motivated to do it you know, dive into it. And it's interesting, you know, like you got to find those things. So like, you know, I'm in okay shape. Like I'm I'm sure people who listen must think that I'm like this gigantic doughy guy, the way I talk about myself. I'm not, (laughs) I'm in good shape, pretty strong, but it's funny, you know, so my back goes out and it was my son the other day, there was a box like groceries or something. And I was about to pick it up. And my son was like, who's eight. Right. And he was like, dad, I got this. Don't worry about your back. I'll carry it. And like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, Get out of the way, son. I'll pick up this box. <laughs> you know, like don't. And it was sweet, but it was like I don't want him to be worried about me. Yet he has his own sh- never. And actually, oh, ever, that's a whole actually, other. Yeah. As I said, that's that, a whole other conversation. Yeah, exactly. That actually, you know, that remind me later. I'll tell you because we have another podcast. I want to talk to you about conversations we have with our kids. Because like, but to to summarize really quick, we're in the car, and essentially, don't don't doesn't matter how it came up. But we were telling our kids, like my wife and I were like, you don't owe us anything. You don't have to pay us anything back. You don't exist to make us happy. You don't have to worry about our happiness, about our mental health. You worry about you, we'll worry about you. And then you eventually worry about your kids. You have to be kind, but we're not your responsibility from a like letting him off the hook kind of thing. But at the same time, yeah, I don't want my son or anybody, my wife, my daughter, my son, anybody to worry about me physically. It's like, no, I'm going to take care of that. To me, that was a blind spot that was revealed to me. He's like, Ooh, my son sees me as someone who's Mm. maybe in this respect, a little fragile. I'm not okay with that. I'm totally okay with him seeing me cry. I am totally okay with him having deep conversations with me about our insecurities. I'm okay with that. We share a lot of stuff, but do I want him sitting there worrying about dad and physically strong? No. Cause I can like, look, and, and I want to be really clear. If I have a disability, if something happened, that's outside of my control. Okay. That's going to be something that they're going to deal with. But for me, it's like, this is here because I'm not taking care of myself well enough. Got to fix that shit. PDQ, get it done. Mm. Yeah, but and that's what our conversation was today, right? Yeah, but it's insane, and we mentioned it today as well. I mean, I, I just, you know, and, and, and sorry to offend anybody. I'm not trying to shame anybody, but it, but it is just a shame at how many dads you see on playgrounds and see around with their kids that are just in the worst shape ever, you know, and just kind of don't understand that 
that's kind of not acceptable. You know, when you have kids, like if, whatever's in your control, I agree with you 100%. And I was going to say it before you said it was just, there are things out of our control, but why don't we minimize that as much as possible? As I spoke about my grandfathers who both died at 59 and 60, one of a heart attack and one of cancer, not to mention my other family members, that's something that weighs on my mind. And that's something that I've decided, well, let's minimize that chance because the rise of cancer is even more yep. these days. And so, yes, there is the chance that that's going to happen. And obviously there are other health things as well, which is why we don't want to stay in a stressful job that's ruining our health as well. That's why we don't want to not get sleep yep. because it adds to our stress. There are many impact things that impact these things. And let, let's go back before we like close this down, you know, and call time on this podcast is if you are in one of those places where your health is severely at risk or you're overweight or whatever, it's not complicated. Don't go complicated. Cause that's what you've been saying is like, stop moving and stop eating that shit. And you know what shit it is. I don't have to give you a list of here. So I never understand. It's like, well, I need to have a diet and I need to know what people tell me what to eat. I'm like, no, it's freaking, it's common sense what is good for you and what is not. Usually if it's processed, it's not going to be good for you. Usually if it's clean and fresh, it is. And usually it's um, it's vegetables and colorful and stuff. It's like, and, and that's the thing. Stop eating the, stop yeah. eating the shit, eat more healthy and start moving more. And that's the beginning. And then once you start shedding that pounds in the beginning, then you can start then thinking about tuning. Yeah, start fine tuning what, but that's way down the line. And I think everybody listening is going to be at a different step of that journey, right? Yeah. But whatever step of the journey or whether it's maintaining, whether it's gaining, whether it's then losing, you figure it out for yourself, spend some time and think about it. But don't this, this whole thing, like you, you're so right about that. It's like this complicated thing or this, I don't have time and it's going to take so much effort and stuff. No, just do that in your schedule. Like, hey, half an hour workout here. Okay, what we're having for dinner tonight, honey, this, this, and this. Well, let's leave away that. Or, hey, here, have a dessert. Well, you know what? Let's say or no. Say no yeah, no, thank you. You know, it's it's going back to what we were talking about is people who have an external locus of control mm. and an internal locus of control. And, you know, there are things in life that are going to be thrown at us that we can't handle. But we can sure as hell do everything in our power to be ready for it when it happens. Like, I'm in the process of booking a colonoscopy. You know, I'm, I'm about that age. I've had, well, I've had a, one already, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm at a history. We got the history of the family. And it was like, you know what? Let's just get that shit done. So I'm going in. I'm going to do a bunch of blood work. I'm fine. Because yeah. I'm that typical guy who mm-hmm. hasn't been to the doctor in way too long. And I couldn't, you know, you, you got to control what you can control. You got to get after what you can get after. And then work your way up, you know, have those daily tasks. Get it done. Move up. Tick the goals. The goals lead to the future life. The future life is the vision. The vision is mm. happiness. And it just kind of all envelops. And, you know, but it's that's not complicated shit, guys. And, you know, I, I know there's so many people that are going to listen and be like, well, that's easy for you to say. Yeah. Fuck off. It yeah, isn't easy like a, to say. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of work nice. that it's it taken. Nice. Like, well, this whole thing of like, I want to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, and how I want it. Yeah, that can sound super selfish. And everyone's like, right, but you don't. I'm like, yeah, I do. I have the corporate job. I've got all the shit too. I got the mortgage. I got the family, the dog. The- yeah, yeah. I got everything you got, maybe. Well, you know me. But I'm working, I'm working <laughs> hard. Oh, dude, I don't you know, know how the hell you do it. I can well, barely handle two kids. I don't know what you're yeah. doing, but but like, and you've got all the shit, but but again, you can handle it. But it's our outlook, it's our perspective on how we're going to tackle these things. And are we going to go life, go through life as a victim? Or are we going to go through life as someone who's taken charge, 
controlling what we can control and being ready for whatever life throws at us. Hmm. That's your choice. Yeah. Being ready is your choice. So fucking make the decision because else what the hell else you got to do? Hmm. Yeah, but it's a, it's it's a whole bunch of yes and no's, right? And that's the problem is that we've got too many people saying yes to the wrong stuff and not enough saying yes, not enough saying to the things that are going to help them. So it's, you know, it's the pluses and minus. And I love our brand Lily always puts as the plus ones. And I've told this to the kids in my class. Every time you get to a decision, it's a plus one or a minus one. Stop putting pluses in the column to the plus one. Because every time that you're saying yes to that thing, you're saying no to that other thing. And that's why scheduling is so good and why I've got this weekly schedule. And this is just a practical thing at the end here, because you have to have self-awareness. You have to be living intentionally. You have to be able to observe your own day. And when you schedule things, you observe your habits. You can see it there in black and white. It's not some like ethereal thing that's out there of what did I do that day and this day? It's no, this is what I do at this time. This is what I'm doing. Oh, there's a space. Oh, what did I do with that time? I stood by the water cooler. I sat at the thing talking smack for 30 minutes. And then I want to say, I don't have time. Oh, what did I do from seven till eight? Oh, I sat on my cell phone on the couch. Oh, hmm. what was that? Oh, well, I could have done that with that. And so then you start to see, oh, well, there's some time. Because this bullshit excuse of I don't have time, I don't have money. There's no excuse anymore. There is no excuse. As someone with four kids, a teacher, writing books, running a thing, doing podcasts, working out, doing all these things, I know that it is possible to add these things. I haven't got it down to a perfect science yet, but I'm working towards that. And that's because of two things. I'm becoming more self-aware and I'm becoming damn intentional with what I do. And from those two things, knowing myself a little bit more and understanding my weaknesses, my strengths, and then planning to minimize my weaknesses and maximize my strengths, I start to move closer to that vision that we're talking about. So say no to those things that are not moving you forward. Stop being the nice guy. And saying yes to everybody and then you're waiting your whole healthy you're about to die of a heart attack because you kept on saying yes to everybody and didn't take care of yourself and start saying no to those things and then start saying yes to getting up at a time when you can work out yes to going to bed so you get enough sleep yes to going to the freaking doctor gents <laughs> it's how it can be this this like it's like a snake under a rock you're like afraid of getting bitten but that snake's still there and it's going to bite you one day. you got to get it out of there and you got to see, okay, this is the problem so that I can take control. You can't control what you don't know. So get to know your health, get to know your blood values, get to know your family history of disease. And so you can actually start making those positive moves. But even though- Go see Joshua, a therapist. Yeah, go see, yeah, well, go see a therapist. Talk but, through that shit. Yeah. But anything that, and I say All this to things. my students, it's like my student, a girl actually said it to me in NYP2, which is grade seven. She said, oh, Mr. Kingwell, this is interesting because- it's always the difficult things that lead to the plus ones. It's not the easy choice. And I said, good for you. Exactly. I said, <laughs> you want to recognize what are the things that are actually going to lead you to a happy life? And then I said to them, and the beautiful thing is that those things that are hard, that you plus one, start becoming things that are fun. And it's a pleasure to be doing the hard thing. And when you start to fall in love with the hard part, then you're improving in the long term and you're adding quality and satisfaction and contentment to the present. And so you're living in the present in service of the future without suffering from your past anymore. And I think that that's, that's a great place to be in a great place to move towards. So yeah, I mean, get and back to uh, basics, man, get back to basics. It's not fucking, it's not rocket science, man. And it's a good place, I think, to wrap up on a really yeah. nice sentiment because I'm really enjoying what we're doing here. I'm really enjoying what we're building. I'm enjoying having these conversations. So we must've pushed through the hard part, Tom, you and I, 
because now we're just getting a chance to enjoy it, have a blast. And look, I know we get fired up, guys, but like the amount of love and compassion mm-hmm. that goes into this, like we do this because we actually give a shit a lot. So, you know, some people might think, oh, you guys are just pontificating. You guys are kind of being dicks, but it's because <laughs> we really, really, really want people to start to live life. Like it's, I can't even tell you the last thing we'll say today is like when we picked up the phone, what we're talking about today. I mean, we talked about a lot of things, but we started with like, how fucking cool is it to genuinely be able to say your buddy, like, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing so good. How are you? I'm so good too. I'm crushing this. I'm crushing this. Holy shit. Let's celebrate that. That's a really, really incredible place to be, you know, and I'm there in my marriage and I'm, I'm there with my kids and I'm there with my friends. And like, I'm, you know, I don't need to qualify it by saying I'm not perfect. Cause that goes without saying, but like, I'm in a really good place and I just want everybody to be able to say that. Yeah. And I want them to say that for themselves, but I think that why yeah, yeah, so yeah. passionate about it as a teacher and as a father of four is that we're speaking to dads, but what dads do impact their families and impact the future kids, Everything. influence their children and they set the standards and those children aren't adults who can make these decisions all the time. They watch what we do and they're majorly influenced and they eat the food that's in your house and they watch the TV and go on the screens as you allow them to. And as you are, if you're sitting on your phone. And so that's why I get passionate because I deal with the products of parents, not taking responsibility at times. There's great parents out there doing the right thing. But a lot of the time, the kids that are struggling are the kids whose parents are not taking responsibility. Parents are not living that example and not working on being the complete parents. And yes, we don't have to say we're not perfect. Of course, guys, we're talking about physical fitness and that's something that, I found some success in remaining fit for my life, but there's other areas I've got to work at, but self-awareness, what are they? And then intentionality, I'm going to solve this problem. It's just like a design cycle, analyze, inquire, what is the problem? Find the solution, not sit in the problem and go, Oh, my life is so bad. If only I was like you and it must be nice to No, you've got it. You can do this. And that's the last word of the night. You, you can do this. Just say yes. So, Joshua, lovely to chat again. I'm glad we restarted that. Um, and uh, hopefully it won't be too long. We can get this another one out next week and got some guests lined we up as well. And guys, if you're listening to this, you want to do the work, I can only speak from um, the group members that we've had and the changes that made. It's It's been incredible to watch them and the work that they've done. There's a post on Instagram that gives a couple of quotes um, and, a, and a post um, encouraging us to join us in The Complete Dad. The group's relatively small, so you get the benefit of a smaller group and really doing this work with us. And it's real work and it's, it's tangible and you can see it and it's measurable and it's manageable. So come join us at The Complete Dad Network. That's our mighty network. Check us out at The Complete Dad on Instagram. And the complete dad.work is our website that we'll be trying to update a little bit more regularly as we kind of recommit to this as well and get get flying. So Joshua, thanks, man. Be well, my brother.